Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's good is Chris Stiles. I want to thank everybody for rocking with me. Everybody that's been supporting Trapping Anonymous. Everybody that's been supporting my book, Bloody But Bell. I thought it would be nice to give y'all chapter one of my book, Inception. Um, just so y'all could get a feel of what the book is about. I feel like that's been my gift to the world. It's been my gift to myself. So it was only right to put a little excerpt of my book on here. And let me know what y'all think. Let me know if y'all want chapter two. We might even go to chapter three. You know, the book could be purchased on iTunes, Audible, Amazon. I'll put a link in the description. Uh, Bloodybuttonbow.bigcartel.com So you can get your own signed copy from me with a personal message in the back. Once again, I thank everybody for supporting me and bringing me here. Before we get to all of the Trapping Anonymous that y'all are used to, and I want to get this out the way. I want to I wanna give this to the world. I want y'all to digest some of this information and just a little bit about my own personal journey. I know we focus on a lot of journeys of other people all the time, so what better time than now to give y'all you know, the piece of me. So hopefully I enjoy it. Let me know. Add me on Instagram, Twitter. Write me a note, anything. You know what I mean? I appreciate everything that everybody's done to bring me to where I am today. So this is Traveling Anonymous. Please don't get me indicted. Know how I go? It's only entertainment. Please don't get me indicted. You know what it is. It's Chris Stiles. Let's get it. About the author. Christopher Samuel is an influencer with a myriad of experience in the entertainment business. He holds a Bachelor in Media Communications from SUNY College at Westbury, New York. Inspired by his passion for black entrepreneurship, he started his own public relations firm in 2010. His commitment is to promote the unlearning of negative cultural behaviors that have been imparted in our inner city youth. Author's Preface Bloody but unbowed, proud of what one has achieved despite having suffered great difficulties or losses. This book is about man's journey from a place of inauthenticity and external gratification to one of integrity and intrinsic value. I remember a young lady once said to me, Chris Stiles, I'm not going to lie, you've made it. She was referring to my life accomplishments. Making it is a term often used in my culture to describe a person's success. When you've made it, you have climbed up life's ladder, surpassing many who have faced the same challenges but did not prevail. I thought to myself, maybe I did make it, but by whose standards? My own? Or have I made it according to society's definition of success? Money, celebrities, women, cars, jewelry, vacations, partying, and most of all, being paid to do what I loved. All of these things to some degree define success. But the truth is, 
my outward appearance was not in alignment with my inner spirit. Maybe our version of success should be measured by how good we are to others or how grounded we are with ourselves. Getting to know oneself is a lifelong journey, a beautiful and fulfilling journey that should be savored rather than rushed. Over the course of this journey, I realized that I had to actually want better for myself. And my fear of staying the same ultimately had to outweigh my fear of changing. Unlearning has been the most difficult task that I've ever faced, but it is a necessary part of life. I reached a place in my life where I was either going to change the world or it was going to change me. And as the man I am today, my goal is the former. As I completed the writing of my first book, I feel more successful than I've ever felt. And it is not because of anything tangible. It is actually because I am now able to own my truth and find peace within myself. Those two accomplishments will always be my greatest. Chapter 1. Inception. It is not hard to learn more. What is hard is to unlearn when you discover yourself wrong. Martin H. Fisher. The youngest of three, my mom always thought I was the mischievous one. She would always say, Christopher isn't bad. He's just busy. She didn't believe in calling children bad. What my mother didn't know was that finding an alternative word or a nice way to describe someone had the same effects. Teachers would always call home and say, Chris is smart. He just talks too much. Little did they know, my voice is what would carry me around the world and into rooms reserved for the elite. Walking through life, I always felt as if I was in trouble or about to be. There was never a long period of time when my actions didn't eventually lead to some severe consequences. I got fired from every job I had until I was 25. I accepted the way I was, convincing myself that these were just the cards I'd been dealt. Not knowing the way I played my hand had the same power as what was in it. My mentality about myself had to change. Understanding where that mentality came from guided me to unlearning what I thought were laws of my character. When you constantly listen to people's ideas of who you are, eventually you start to believe them. Then you become those beliefs. We are who we believe we are. C.S. Lewis Mom, were you ever in love with Dad? 16-year-old me asked at the kitchen table. My mother paused, then gave one of her convoluted responses that she had mastered delivering over the years. We always seem to ask the questions that we know the answers to. I had never seen my parents passionately kiss or hold hands walking down the street. They didn't dress up and go out on random dates. You never really felt that magic that's in the air when two people were inseparable. It always felt as if they tolerated each other. My parents didn't focus on mental health. They didn't even think it existed. Therapists were for crazy people, and you don't divorce because of religion or public opinion. Everything that could have either saved their marriage or led to a divorce wasn't done. But what are the effects of growing up in a home, void of the intimacy between a mother and father, 
Love was something you saw in fairy tales and read in romance novels. I knew for sure that marriage would never be in the cards for me, and that was okay. I somehow wanted children, but nobody to spend my life with. This made perfect sense, mainly because it was what I saw around me as I was growing up, and it was all that I knew. The environment in which I spent my formative years taught me to have a baby mama or an unhappy marriage. My plan was to opt out of both. It was a school day. At the age of 16, I had this on and off girlfriend. My peers considered me to be a late bloomer. In hindsight, I'm like, wow, having sex at 16 meant you were a late bloomer. I cut school with my friend Mike. He went to a different school and was a little older than me. He knew my girlfriend Tiff at the time and was supposed to be with her cousin. Tiff always had the free crib. The free crib is commonly described as a hangout spot for minors whose parents weren't home. We arrived at her house, and for some reason, that day the old wooden steps that led to her apartment made increasingly louder sounds with every step I took. As Mike and I entered the home, I followed Tiff into her bedroom, and Mike went into another room with her cousin. Today was the day I would finally lose my virginity. I'd practiced putting the free NYC condoms on bananas in school, so I was almost certain I knew what to do. We laid down and began kissing while making an awkward pause. We were both in disbelief of what was about to happen. Her bedroom window was cracked, and the fall breeze left a chill up my spine that could also have been my nervousness. It was the greatest 120 seconds of my life. Her mom was coming home soon, so we had to be quick. This was my reason for ending so soon. Sex was fun, but no longer being a virgin came with a feeling that I remember very vividly. It was like becoming a man, similar to getting your first apartment or buying that first car. It is relatable to so many important stages of life, especially when it's with your girlfriend and it is her first sexual experience. In high school, as a guy, if you were still a virgin, you were considered the baby of the crew. You weren't able to join the real conversations yet because you were still clueless. Some guys even got caught in lies sometimes as they pretended to know what sex was like and tried to describe the experience. Losing one's virginity wasn't about feelings, finding the right one, or being in love. It was about the feeling of being accepted. The next week, Mike and I debriefed about the great time we had the week prior. Then he looked at me and said, Oh yeah, guess what? With wide eyes and a grin on his face that resembled hitting the lottery, I replied, What happened? Excited for the news he couldn't hold any longer, he blurted out, I had sex with Tiff a couple days ago. He then reached out to shake my hand and I left him hanging. What the fuck do you mean? I yelled. He paused. Yo, you good, man? What's your problem? I stared at him with anger and disappointment. I'm sure he could see my eyes water up. That was my girl. Why would you even want to do that? 
he scoffed. Man, I know you ain't worried about that. She's easy. Look on the bright side, son. We both hit. I walked away knowing it couldn't have been her first time having sex. Only mine. This introduction to relationships and sex would open my eyes to the world. I internalized something that day. I realized that he didn't even want Tiff. But the idea of having her and her cousin made him feel like more of a man. It made me feel weak to even know he'd done it. Immediately, I was exposed to this thing where men would one-up each other with the women they slept with. This thing isn't discussed amongst men, but you always knew inside who held the power by who they'd been with. The constant, never-ending need for power was the biggest trap that was created by the men in my culture. So many became lawless by sneaking behind each other's backs, speaking down on another man's name, and just developing hatred with other men over women they desired. Pride and ego ruled our motives and thoughts. I know what you're thinking. Men have this one bad experience with a girl in high school, and every woman after her has to pay. Well, yes, but isn't that how trauma works? Emotional and physical trauma is the result of extraordinarily stressful events that shatter your sense of security, making you feel helpless in a dangerous world. Helpguide.org I would spend my life ensuring that I never felt the feelings experienced when Mike said what he did. This situation would only confirm what I'd already thought according to my cultural upbringing. I had never been to a wedding. My parents weren't madly in love. The music I listened to degraded women in relationships. The people in the environment I grew up in taught me that bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. The men I looked up to had baby mothers they hated. Thinking back, I can see how I chose to idolize the worst in people's relationships rather than the things that brought them together. This brainwashing started from a very young age. The devaluing of relationships had already planted its infectious seed into my brain. That one situation didn't make me cold. My environment and the choices I would make later in life did. All of the mistruths that I decided to believe, all of the negative antics that I admired, all of the excuses that I made. It is not hard to learn more. What is hard is to unlearn when you discover yourself wrong. Martin H. Fisher I had made eye contact with the game. We glanced at each other, but looked away before things became awkward. We hope to see each other again, although we didn't know when or how.